What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Joshua T. Berglund uh, with Gratitude Unfiltered. So blessed to have you here. Uh, we have an amazing guest today, and we're going to try something a little bit different starting out. So before we get into the show intro, I'm going to show you what this is all about, like why our guest is here. Uh, he's got this amazing, the heart behind what he's doing is so cool. And I, and I just, I don't, I, I, to fully appreciate it, I think you guys need to be able to check this out. So I'm going to push play. I'm going to try something I've never done before. Uh, and let's just pray that it works. <laughs> I'll be right back. relationships less and less. The modern values are coming through the media, affecting all cultures and making them somehow separate. And I'm making a film series about it. And I'm making a film series to show that we need to value relationships, but I'm also exploring why. Why do we need to value relationships? And I'm also exploring how, how do we build relationships. As we come apart, crime happens, mental health problems happen. I'm looking at just a massive issue and a massive problem, but a massive opportunity because as you can encourage people to come together, you can encourage amazing things to happen. As people understand the value of the social life, as they understand the reasons for the social life, they can come together and all great things can happen. I've been at this for two years now. Oh my God. Into my cute. second year. And I've been to four countries, including Canada and all throughout Africa. I see many big things happening in the future uh, beyond me. I see as awareness and social connection grows, I see the school system, I see um, NGOs, I see uh, all around the world people changing the system to accommodate and encourage social connection. So I wanted to give a brief, just a brief viewing of this, and I'm going to post all of this uh, when we publish the, this, artic this article, when we publish this broadcast. Um, you'll have a link to the Indiegogo site that we can watch the full video. But that alone, like with what we just saw, that's powerful in itself. Um, but this is what he's doing. This experiment um, is, I, I think it's an experiment. I think that's what you call it. But this is happening all over the world. Like this is a mission that he is going all over the world to different cities and bringing this theory bringing this idea, bringing this hope. Um, and it's really, really cool. So we'll be right back uh, in just a couple minutes, but you guys are in for a treat. I have so many questions. I cannot wait to learn more about this. I think there's an opportunity for other people to get involved. Um, so that's amazing. I want to give a shout out really quick to Craig Shelley, Beverly Hills. 
Um, thank you so much for your support of the Live Model Worldwide Foundation, which is Jessica and I. Um, any sale that goes, any sale that goes to Correct Show, Shelley Beverly Hills, a percentage of that, the percentage of the profits is given to the Live Model Worldwide Foundation. So we're grateful for you. Um, we're grateful for American Alligator Oil. That's a whole other conversation. Um, but if you're interested, if you are an OEM or a manufacturer, you're in the skincare business, you're into uh, natural wellness, you're into uh, hair products, hair care, cosmetics, skincare, any of that stuff, you have burns, even herpes, and you work in that industry, you know about it, this could be a really great opportunity for you. I just dropped it. For a long time, it's been disguised as sportsman's doctor, cuticle doctor, burn doctor but the fact is it's all the same product and um, we have a patented formulation of this and it's it's the way that it's filtered uh from the alligator oil that matters and for you PETA freaks listen i'm i'm not about murdering animals senselessly in fact one of the cool things is uh about american alligator oil is that they're they're increasing the population of the alligators by farming them uh, so PETA can't get mad. And, and, and when you learn about alligator oil, which is or alligators, American alligators, have been around since dinosaurs. And when you hear about the healing properties, anti-cancer, on and on and on, and I'm not blowing smoke up anyone's butt here. The, we have the science. We have the studies that show all of this. Um, and it's a lifesaver. I've seen it have a huge impact just on me using it. Um, if you guys know about my scare with uh, some skin cancer stuff, uh, not skin cancer like melanoma, but I, we thought I had cancer. And it's had a tremendous amount, a, a tremendous effect on how, like the, the, the healing. It's also been growing my hair back, which is kind of cool. But anyway, it is, um, it's helped my stepfather with his wounds. It is just, it's incredible. Um, and I, more people need to know about this. So Anyway, uh, thank you for that. We'll be right back after this. This. You want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want the finest things, the diamond rings, designer jeans, all minor things in the widest scheme. But at what cost to realize your dreams? Been bleeding in the will more, put the crown of thorns on, spill more. My mic's bloody cause I kill more, but I'm still poor. Bottom is where I started, but I get to the top and park it. Plug up in a harlot, my battery need charging. And to reach my target is the illest in the market. It's some liquid from my arteries, will spill onto the carpet, yeah. Everybody want fame, nobody want to work for it. All right, we're back. Uh, so Live Bottom Ministries presents Gratitude Unfiltered. So blessed to have you here today. Um, trying something new, got a little discombobulated, but that's okay. Uh, um, also, one of the things, too, I, I promise, uh, those of you that have been watching the Devil Inside Me series, uh, you know that we're doing a giveaway. Um, and all you have to do when you watch it is go and comment on below the very bottom of the page that you can find on livemodelworldwide.org, where you're watching now, unless you're watching on Apple TV, Roku, or Amazon Fire, uh, or listening on the podcast. 
All you have to do is go to livemodelworldwide.org, watch one of the Devil Inside Me series, comment what your biggest takeaway was in the comment section, which is very the bottom of the page. Um, really, really easy to find. We are giving away, uh, we have cheat trick <laughs> guitar picks. We have Live Model Worldwide t-shirts that we're giving away. And we also have, um, we're giving away alligator oil. And one other thing, those of you who hate masks like I do, who really do everything possible to not wear them, not because I don't care about your health, but because I think it's bullcrap and wearing them, it makes me crazy. That said, we have a mask now that we're picking up today, this afternoon, that you can run, you can swim, you can go, what is it called, spelunking? You can get in a hot tub with it, you can breathe out of it, and guess what? Nothing comes in it. You can breathe out of it, but nothing comes in. It's freaking awesome, freaking awesome. So we're gonna give one of those away too. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited about this. Uh, we've been talking for a while now, uh, James and I, going back and forth. I've seen the progression of this film. I remember when he first started and sent it to me and seen where he's gotten with it now. He is a man on a mission. He, like me, understands that uh, media is the most powerful medium in the world and using the media to get your message out is the way to do it but he has a cause that matters. So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear about it today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome James to the show. What's up, my man? Hey, can you hear me okay? I hear you good. Your lighting's much right. better. You look good, man. You look good. Yes. I appreciate okay. you being here today. And we've had a I lot realize. of complications and some miscommunications on my end about scheduling, but so blessed to have you here, man. What are you grateful for today? Um, I realized when I had to change my my lighting direction, I, I've got my African drapes in the, in the background. You can see a, a minus a minus a pole. Um, I'm grateful for yeah progress in this film, and I'm grateful for you in in uh, being the first one to to bring media to it. Um, it's been kind of a challenge because uh, the the media hasn't responded that much or at all yet, um, despite you know there being they're they're show, they're they're covering a lot of shallower stories, and I'm like, man, this is so important, and uh, and I'm getting beaten out by uh, some pretty uh, small stories. So I'm stoked that you're you're doing this, and that you have a, a great heart for helping lift people up. Well, I this mission started before Corona started, right? Yeah, that was the interesting thing because I've been doing this this thing for. Uh, I'm into my third year now and I was really focused on, you know, the social disconnection issue. So it was kind of like funny and strange and, and some way helpful to me and sad for the world that, you know, all of a sudden the social disconnection thing went exploded. Yeah, it is. It's a, it, it, well, it's been a problem and then COVID just amplified it. And here's the problem. Yeah. Here's why I think what you're doing is important. And because it, it falls right in line with a belief that maybe you haven't really thought about because most people don't think this way. And that's OK, because I get labeled the crazy one. But what I think is interesting about what you're what you're doing is you're trying to stop the machine. You're trying to stop where we're going, where because now we've cornered off into races, religions, who you want to have sex with. Because at this point, I, I can't keep up with all the sexualities. And this is coming from someone like me. And, and, but everyone's categorized. Like, you can't even have, a, like, even people that love Jesus. Well, they even got categories now. 
because no one follows Jesus right, according to some religious people. And then you have other faiths. But we've all sectioned off, and then you have Trump and the Biden people, patriots versus the liberals. You have you have um, conspiracy people. You have everyone's in a category. And what happens when you get into a category? You put yourself in a box, and it isolates you. And we're getting chopped up and isolated more and more and more to the point that we are now going to, when they start to offer us the opportunity to fully merge with machine, when we do the neuro links and we start to, when the singularity takes over, all of that is is so that we can be controlled and monitored by AI. And guess what? People are going to be so scared out of their mind because they've gotten into this habit of distancing and separating and not having human contact that the only thing that they're going to have to love, where's my phone, is they're, they're going to merge with their phone, basically. And so in mm. virtual reality, and they're going to get lost because they're going to be seduced with the technology advances. And we're going to have this simulated, we're going to have simulated sex through through, through AI. We're going to have simulated relationships. We're going to start having sex with robots. All of this stuff is coming because of isolation, because socially we are all messed up. We don't know what human connection is anymore. We're losing it. And it's becoming harder and harder and harder, even in the relationships with the people in our own house, to be connected because of this piece of technology that is the same thing as snorting cocaine every day of your life. Every five minutes. Mm. It's the same thing because you're going to it because it's giving you something that you like. It's giving you that dopamine, and we're going to fall in love with it. And when virtual reality takes over, people are not going to know the difference, but the difference is this. They may not know the difference right away, but their spirit's going to know it. And their spirit's going to yeah. die because they've now completely given in to the machine. That's what's coming, in my belief. And that's why I think what you're doing is important because it should wake people up. And that's why your film needs to be seen by the entire world. That's all I got to say about it. Amen. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and it seems like science fiction when, when what you're saying, you know, to really think about it at first for some people, but actually go, go to Japan. You see exactly that kind of thing happening. The, the, uh, robotic or, or uh, computer program girlfriends there's a the, i was actually planning to go to japan uh and they have a uh, uh hotels for people who have a computerized girlfriend and if you go to uh, uh, a certain beautiful spot where you would take a picture with your girlfriend um there's a sensor on the ground and what it does is you take a picture of yourself and it superimposes the the electronic girlfriend beside you yeah it is yeah you know and and you know and it's quite sad because really it all of this comes down to you know like like uh the simple fear of of connecting and the simple fear of of uh you know stepping out and also the knowledge and all sorts of other things but you know if we just talk to each other we might not you know get into all this kind of mess um but yeah it's true and, and the divisions as well is very true in fact i wrote that very thing in my very first film about narcissism and how narcissism puts us in in categories and levels 
right? So you've got you've got your you know your subgroup of your hippies and your your skaters and your whoever, and then you've also got the levels amongst them, or the richer people and the poorer people and whatever, um, and it does that. But what's really interesting where I am now because I'm in Tanzania, um, and this is the most communal place I've been in Africa. Um, and what's very interesting is they don't have much of either. Um, they don't have levels because everyone's kind of similar uh, uh, wage and uh, and they, they don't have they, they have like these weird, you know, um, uh, styles and things that people are pulling in, but they don't seem to separate them. Everybody just hangs out. In fact, like I, I hang out regularly with Maasai people who are the people that that wear like the the dress kind of like a, like a cloth and they carry a spear and they carry a a, a, a sword um that's they're just they, they hang out with everybody you know and people are like oh yeah they're cool they're Maasai they're just they wear different clothes you know so it's all together but for us somehow we've just separated 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 what's your what has been the biggest challenge for you in making this film Um, probably the complexity, um, and knowing where to start and where to, how to put it together, because really there's a lot, a lot of messages, yeah. you know, um, there's a lot of areas within this that, uh, like somebody said to me the other day, they, they messaged me about the crowdfunding. They said, you've teased this out well in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, video. And I said, yeah, that's exactly right. It's trying to tease out all of these aspects of you know social life and social disconnection and why is it important and how do we you know so that's the biggest challenge is trying to and still i'm in that challenge just editing and figuring out okay wh where where do i start and you know so i mean i'm starting the series with like social disconnection in my in my uh my city vancouver which is the loneliest city in canada um why so i'm kind of starting with cold and then going to warm for example you know yeah, but there's a lot of areas to What's that? I was just, I was, all I asked was, how, why is it the loneliest city? Yeah, just there's a lot of areas to explore. Like, um, it, that's why it's lonely? Yeah, and that's a good question, too. Um, I think part of it is Canadian. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, Canadian, it's Canadian politeness is part of it. Uh, oh, okay. we're, we're very like, you know, there's a big polite issue and the more polite you get, which is also what's happening in the world, you can see as well with, with uh, political correctness and all of this, you know, as people get separated or, you know, it's hard to say of chicken and the egg, but as people become more polite, they become more separated. As people separate, they become more polite, you know, or polite, they become more concerned with breaking into people's, each other's bubbles, you know. Um, and they become more sensitive because they're not, they're separate, right? Um, but then also the more that culture is there, the more you separate because like I'm from there and I know that it affects even me. And I found there was an effect of becoming less and less uh, expressive because people don't respond well to expressing yourself. People don't respond well to, you know, sharing things deeper or, or, asking a question about someone's life, you know, these are all things that start to disappear if you live in an environment where people don't respond well to that. You know, I've had very bad responses to very simple things. Maybe that's what, wow. 
Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it very well there because I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't change my personality anywhere I go. I don't care if I'm in front of a rabbi or, you know, a crackhead. I don't care. <laughs> it's just gonna be the same. But I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. There's some places that I just know I'm not gonna be welcome. But I'm still not gonna change who I am for that to fit in. I used to. But I think that's a problem. We have so many people mm -hmm. wanting to be other people that in doing so, they're not you you can't be yeah, confident. Exactly. You can't be confident trying to be someone else. You have to be like you're confident when you know who you are. So I understand, like with so many people looking at others, they go, "Well, I'm going to go follow what they're doing, or well, I'm going to I'm going to be like them," and then what? Nothing. You lose yourself, and the more you lose yourself, the more insecure you get, and then you're more susceptible to becoming just that sheep that's silent that doesn't express themselves. I say, screw that. Like we, the reason we have racism, the reason we have discrimination, the reason why we have this this social distance, whether and I mean that on multiple levels. I mean it spiritually. I mean it physically. I mean it, you know, <laughs> theoretically, whatever. But you can't have racism. You can't have discrimination. You can't have any of that. You can't even have insecurity. When you know who you are and what you were created to do, is there anywhere in this film that this docu series that you're doing, um, is there is there a conversation about finding yourself in this? Because it, it's very outwardly, even though I know the heart of it, it's very outward. Hey, let's collectively come in together. But is there a message of purpose in this also? Yes, yeah. Yes, actually, um, uh, it's interesting you, you mentioned that because there's an aspect of when I arrived in Tanzania, uh, right as, as Corona was coming, uh, I'd been in Africa, like I say, for, for two years, but I came to Tanzania and I, I went on a little spiritual journey of my own where I felt like there was something that, that – uh, I needed to deal with, and I had a certain amount of anxiety and and uh, um, various things, and and I, you know, wandered the deserts, uh, you know, spiritual deserts, and saying I'm still seeing how this is gonna gonna edit together, but but I, I literally just said I, I got to sort something out in myself, and what and one of the biggest parts was simply that I was I had lost a part of myself exactly as you mentioned because people had pushed me to say, you know, maybe if you're a little bit less, maybe, you know, maybe people would, would respond better or whatever. Um, and people would like police and, and throw bad, you know, comments at you. Um, and, and I literally realized, oh, I actually had censored my spirit, you know, and it really, I needed to reclaim expressing myself in a deeper way. Um, and, you know, so that, you know, I'm, I'm a case study of exactly what you're talking about. Um, and it is very destructive and it is, it causes anxiety because there's so, there's only so many places you can stand. You know what I mean? Like if you, if, if, if there's a limit to who you can be, as you say, or if there's a, if, if you have to first say, okay, this is what I want to be, or this is 
what it makes sense, but then I have to put that through a filter and say, oh, well, will people like that? Or maybe I should alter that. It's not a comfortable way of being, right? It's not. And it's, it's so interesting too, because I'm, I've had to, to do what God has called me to do. I had to really get comfortable with who I am and know who I am and be strong in that because like you, I'm a disruptor. Um, in the in the spiritual world, they call it uh, forerunners, because you're the one that basically mm-hmm. just runs out. You you lay you're planting the seeds for other people. You you're way ahead of the game, and without you doing what you're doing, you may not get the glory and the fame for it. But you're the trendsetter. You're the one that's making all of this really happen. And so. It's kind of like one of those things you're not really appreciated until you're dead. It's basically what I've get, what I've yeah. been being a forerunner. That said, I'm cool with it because it's my assignment. And but I have to under, I, I understand mm-hmm. that fully because I can say one thing and and like oh love the heart of it into the same exact audience. Switch the subject up and say something else, and it's like oh you're Satan. Like, you're the devil. Like, wait a second. And especially in the church community, having a testimony like mine, one of the things that I've had to get really solid on is how am I going to apologize for my story? Part of my testimony is what I've been brought and brought out of, what I've been healed from, and I'm told to share it. But yet to the same community that we are collectively told to share our testimonies, they don't like it when it's scary or violent or evil or hypersexualized or whatever. But if it's the truth, share it. And for you, the truth and the heart behind this matters. What has been like this film and being a trend, being disruptive, and this is this is not a comfortable thing, what you're doing and asking of other people in this day and age, because there is so much fear. What for you has been, where's been the gro- the greatest growth point for you in this moment? Because again, you're going against the grain because it sounds cute. Hey, let's all have world peace. Let's, uh, let's all unite. Let's all come together. But when you look at what that actually looks like, people want no part of it in reality. Mm-hmm. So for you, yeah, where's really. the point of growth for you? Um, I think uh, uh, really in, in like you're saying, just kind of owning and, and I really sort of preach this to anybody as well, that, that just owning the fact that you, you can offend people and, and that's okay, but you're also going to have some people who are going to get on board and you just have to become comfortable with that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and you can't download their mentality, but you also cannot be around those people too much. I know that for a fact because I'm, I'm like you, I, I didn't honestly think I could be uh, uh, changed that much, but people, people change you. It, it's, it's a fact. So you need those, those uh, you know, you need to like, I need to hang around with people like you that are more, more uh, direct and, and uh, aren't scared of these things. It makes me more direct, but if I'm around the other people, no, it doesn't work. So, so I really have had that realization and just been okay with upsetting people. But yeah, there is a very much a culture right now. You know, they say the introvert culture, right? Yeah. 
you know, and I, I don't want to step on the the possibility of or the, the way that introverts could be, you know, it could be a good concept in some way, but it's been pushed to the fact that uh, people are literally like cursing having any kind of social life because they're an introvert, you know, and uh, it's it's very difficult because you you know you go in and you you uh, find people who get very upset if you literally just say it'd be great if you could come be social or tell me about your life, you know, um, and it, it's it's becoming more and more, and I think even like you know because we're a bit older, um, we're, we're not even maybe fully aware of how bizarre it could be getting right now. When I see what's happening with kids and stuff, right? You know, you might, cause you have kids, but, but uh, I, I think I'm not that aware of how strong these cultures and this entitlement and this spoiledness is, is there. Um, but it, but it is very strong. Like I, I was at a church meeting once I came together with somebody who, with two people, and the one girl I came with, I sat beside her and I asked her to pray with me. And she said, oh, I don't really feel like it or something right now. And I, and I said, okay, so I check with her later. How should we pray? It's a prayer meeting. And, <laughs> uh, and she said, no. And then, and then she, she messaged me like a couple days later and she said, I need to take some space from you because you weren't taking my cues on, on, uh, on my space because you asked me to pray at a prayer meeting yeah so that's the new world but like that, that but that mentality even outside of the church is it's probably even worse oh yeah because at least we're called to love right like mm -hmm. other other people they may not have any kind of definition of that they're supposed to or that they want to love others um and I, and i think you know, the big thing too is is that I think there's a quiet desperation um, that people don't realize. You know, they they're like they're okay, and there's the there's the self esteem movement is is a big problem as well. The 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 hyper, you know, I'm awesome, I'm great, you know, and and I don't need anybody. I don't need, you know, I'm doing great except for the depression and anxiety. You know, like except for you know all of these problems that are coming up that people are facing and you see people living in quiet desperation, standing far from the crowd and, and, and still refusing invitations, you know, so it is, it is like that. Um, hey, go ahead. Yeah. So, so that within that, that would be the, the biggest uh, growth and, and, and challenge is, is to say, okay, we got to upset those people. Unfortunately, we're going to have to upset those people, and uh, and it's they're going to be upset, um, likely, and uh, and people are going to have to come out of their comfort zones, and and a lot there's a lot of barriers and a lot of fighting against that. Well, yeah, and I I think so much of this it goes back to, I, to me it all goes back to truth, because right now I don't know if you can if we knew the truth or lived in truth then I don't see how we could have racism, discrimination, or anything. But because we're fed lies and so much mis misinformation from every possible source, whether it's social media, whether it's the, the news, whether it's whatever, we are fed so much information that is shaping our opinions, and we're allowing this external stuff to influence us rather than checking in with our spirit. Like we're, we're ignoring the spirit inside of us and allowing our head and the way we think and we're allowing our emotions to guide us in all that we do 
And that is a dangerous freaking trap because emotions lie. Emotions are a liar. Like fear is a liar. Mm. So are your stupid, not you, but I mean like our emotions are dumb. Like they lie to us, they mislead us. I'm so guilty of this. Just a prime example. I posted about this the other day. Like I get in my head when I haven't heard from my friends in a while. But then, of course, I haven't, like, picked up the phone to reach out to them either. Or if I send a text and I don't hear back, I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? But not realizing that I get messages all the time that I completely space out on. Like, I used to be... I think everyone has that. Yeah, absolutely. I've changed my phone so I don't see notifications anymore because I'm so trigger happy. Like, I'll, as soon as I see it, I'm going to... <laughs> Can't stop it. I used to treat email like it was a text message. Now, I don't have notifications on, so I don't see it. Well, because of that, now I miss a lot of stuff, and I don't follow up like I used to. Well, the point is this. I got I get so in my head and so insecure, and I'm telling myself all of these stories. Well, the other day, I decided just to pick up the phone and call, proving that the story that I created in my mind was dumb. My friends are busy. Like... People, I'm too busy to get on the phone. I don't want to talk on the phone either. But you know, but at the same time, I allowed my mind to lie, my emotions to lie to me instead of just like mm. still and and trusting my spirit, asking my spirit, like what what is the truth here, or being guided. And when I shut up, and I was led to pick up the phone and call somebody that normally would, they haven't replied to my text messages. So why would they answer the phone? Well, guess what? They answered the phone because they don't check their test messages. They get too many. So by the fact that I called, they answered and had the greatest conversation ever. So the only point is this, is we are getting so emotional because we are allowing these external things to influence us and shape our mind that we are forgetting what's true. We're forgetting to check or to discern. And it's a problem now. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's two forces, I would say, within that, actually. Um, and, and actually, uh, I'm kind of covering both in the, in the series. Uh, one is simple disconnection, right? What you're talking about is a, sort, is a certain amount of separation. And, and I, I've run into this myself, you know, uh, with friends who don't, who purposely don't respond to text messages, or, or I should say they're lazy about it. Like I have uh, a couple of good friends that, that just, they don't treat it as they say, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll get back to that later or whatever. And I've told them, you know, it does take, it does take a toll, you know, if, if you don't care to, to respond to an actual question or whatever. But this, the point is that generally as we get separated, guess what? We get paranoid, we get hurt, we get, um, you know, all these things go in our mind and we go crazy. And that's why even you find these like, you know, people shooting, uh, uh, mass shootings and things like that. You pull someone far, far apart. All of a sudden the world becomes the enemy. All of a sudden they, they hate the world because the world didn't accept them, even though maybe they didn't try to reach out to the world. Um, or maybe they were pushed, pushed away, but it, it makes you go crazy. Right. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, that's a crazy force, you know, that's what I mean. Like it's it's hard to like, you know, grasp all of these things and figure out how to put them together because there is these crazy forces, you know? Um, and uh, and how do you, you know, illustrate them? And I'm working on that. But 
but uh, and then the other one you mentioned is is the the um, ignoring the spirit, right? Um, and ignoring uh, taking care of ourselves or whatever. And I think that's because we're pushed, pushed, pushed in a competitive society. So we only take care to get a good score, to prove to the world, to take some good selfies, whatever. And we want that exterior, but we don't take care of the interior. Um, and that's something that I came across in, in my little spiritual journey as well. I said, I think I'm guilty of that too, just not not being aware of, of my own spirit or not putting peace or happiness or whatever as my goal, but putting my goal as more and more and more, you yeah. know, because I've got this fear behind me that says, I got to prove that I'm, I'm not failing or I've got to, especially as an artist, right? Or like you do, like an entrepreneur, we've got that crazy fear and we're just like, okay, let me just fix this, right? <laughs> so that pushing is, is a huge part of our society, right? Yeah. And it makes us forget about people. That's part of the reason. We say, "Oh, I don't have time for people. I got to make some more money." Right? What's um in your travels? What? How different is racism, like in the areas that you've traveled? Because I, like, America gets labeled. And I know you're you're from Canada, but America gets labeled as this racist nation, right? And which I. I mean, I know it's there. I just don't see it. And I work in inner cities all the time. And like, I, and I'm around people of all races all the time. So I don't necessarily see it, even though I know it's there. Like, I know it's there. I just don't see it. In your travels, how different is racism in all of the different places mm -hmm. that you or discrimination? Like, is it different in all of these communities or is it kind of the same everywhere? Is there a delay? Did you hear me? Did you freeze? Am I talking to myself? Are you there? What happened? Did he freeze? No, he didn't freeze. Um, well, because I'm in Africa, um, it's a little different because uh, there's there's uh, self racism. Um, oh, are you getting me? Yeah, you're, you're breaking up a bit there. <laughs> yeah, are, are you getting me? Yeah. Oh, it's something with the internet. Are, are you? You got me now. Mm -hmm. I got you. Yeah. You got me. Yes. Oh, have you got me? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Are you there? Oh, are you there? I'm here. Oh, man. Seems this, is, this may be African internet. The last time I brought um, to Africa. Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not a dead air kind of guy. So hold on. We're going to give it one more chance. Okay. So, um, yeah, there, there's actually, a, there's actually, a, there's actually a, uh, a self-imposed racism, I would say in, in Africa, um, because African people, 
many of I'm here. I can. I got you. Have you got me? Yeah, you yeah. good? Okay. So um, in Africa, yeah, they, they really look at it, at themselves many times as less than than the white person or the, the person from a rich country, um, and that's very sad. So uh, I've I've had like I, I hung out with some kids. I, I did s several like kind of things with hang out with kids ministries and and uh, and I just was hang out with my neighbors and I did like planting a garden with them and that was a little community building kind of thing I just did with my with my house that I was living in in Zambia and I hung out with these kids every day they would come over and we would dig the garden and whatever and and one day one of the kids turns to turns to me and he said this this other kid said that you just think we're a bunch of poor kids oh, wow. and I and I said wow you know, because we weren't even, it wasn't like they were living in a in a, a grass hut or something either. Like we had regular houses and stuff, but he still felt that way. Um, so I think racism, yeah, it's there self-imposed. Um, and uh, and I think travelers, they, they don't, they don't always interact with the locals in a deeper way. And, and they're, I think Africa's, everyone's afraid of Africa as well. Well, because of is that, have you gotten there? I been, I, we haven't been yet. Um, yeah, now? so so I think that there there there's a separation as people come as travelers. Do you think that that is because of how the media portrays Africa? Thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge problem. Uh, you look at the way that that the media portrays Africa. People are. Are sort of stooges, or they're, or they're um, like they're kind of making fun of the weirdness of it, or they're they're evil, uh, um, or they're uh, um, poor, you know, people that don't know how to how to do anything, you know, like there there's very few uh, um, portrayals of Africa, and and they're all pretty much bad, I would say. I, I, I there may be some that I've that I haven't seen, but and also like. It's funny because we laugh here because I say, you know, there's there's this accent that they give to all the Africans, even if they're they're you know uh, shooting here, they don't give a local accent. They give this like you know um, very uh, brash, you know, like like me from Africa. How are you? You know, like it's like it's like that, right? And they actually literally, you know, like you saw um, uh, Black Panther, right? That's all they were all doing, you know. And they're just like so like like every African person speaks in this like crazy uh, aggressive way, and they're like some kind of like a stooge for doing it. Um, yeah, so it's it's a huge huge issue. Yeah, um, and I, I'm I'm hoping to I'm actually working on that. I, I'm shooting an acted series and and doing different things to try to like bring real African people just into the into the mix. That's so cool. So I'm on your um, the art of the community, the Indiegogo, the art of community building dot film series. It says the campaign's closed. Yeah, so it's technically um, you can still uh, you can still donate, but it's just it's like a sixty day thing. But it's but there's an overflow uh, to it. So yeah, yeah. But um, so, yeah, so you know I've, I've been. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, what is what do you need 
to be able to finish this docu-series? Well, you know, it's uh, I don't want anybody to, to be scared off by the, the, the smaller percentage that I've gotten because really, you know, as you know, when you say, okay, what's your budget for the film? Reality is whatever, whatever you got, I'll make it, you know? Um, but, 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 uh, so it's always, it's always funny to me when you, when you apply for grants and stuff, you're like, like, I don't want to say too much because, you know, maybe you won't want to give it to me, but I don't want to say too little, like, just tell me what you want to give me. I'll make it, you know? But, uh, but what I've got at the moment is really kind of, uh, bare bones, um, covering my expenses is what I have in, in, in the, uh, the percentage that I've gotten kind of covering my living expenses. So right. that's been a victory. Um, but as you know, films, you know, they're obviously better if there's more than one person, you know, doing them. And if you look at the credits of the, the best films, there's a giant team. So, you know, um, I would love to get an editor to who's very strong to help me. Um, I would love to, uh, get various people. If I had a lot of money, I'd put animation in, you know, there's a lot of uh, yeah. things I would put in if I had the money, but the first one would just be an editor. And there's, you know, there's sound editors, there's, there's people who clean up the sound. There's a lot of hidden expenses within yeah. film that, you know, you, you hope, hope you don't have to do everything yourself. Um, so, but I'm, I'm happy that, that at least I'm in, I'm in the picture, you know, as far as the budget, um, so yeah, just seeing if I can if I can uh, raise it up to to get it to be great because yeah, I mean we know what a big big budget film and small budget film they they do tend to you know look differently. So and of course this is the gravity of this issue is just so big, um, and I just don't know anyone else doing this kind of uh, project, which is simply to get people to consider the social life and to. Um, look at examples and to be inspired of community builders who are not just dealing with their own social life, but getting other people together um, and getting them to do fruitful things and not just hang out. Um, I don't know anybody else that's doing it. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in that, in that uh, uh, trailblazer kind of a place um, as it turns out. And the issue just could not be bigger. And, and my hope is like I say, in the, in the, in the, the video is that it will go that I can be pushing it up that it can go to much bigger places um, and in fact I'm, I'm also working on uh, curriculum for schools because I want to I want to push at that I'm already um, I'm already looking at at who to apply to um, as well as a curriculum on narcissism um, because I think you know I can do a, do a film but but you know and, and who knows, it could reach like crazy and it could be even bigger in the school system in the, in the short term. But this stuff needs to be taught. You know, you see in the in the in the end of the, the video there, it needs to be taught. Um, and so and it needs to be like like nutrition. That's what social connection needs to be, you know, like like mental health stuff like, you know, it needs to be that. But and not just social connection, but community building to say, OK, how do we get people to get everybody together? Um, and how do we get people to to think about the actual steps, you know? Right. Um, and and I think that's that's the cutting edge part that I'm on. We have got to the place where it's a very well known fact that social connection is very important, um, you know, as you've seen. And uh, and it's it's studied like crazy. It's it's spoken of. You know, people throw it around, but that's the that's the uh the fact but then the action is the part that's not 
you know, so I think that the problem is that people will see that fact, they'll go, yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And then they walk away, right? Because they say, well, what am I doing about that, right? So it's kind of like saying vegetables are healthy, but never, you know, showing about vitamins or never saying like, here, eat, eat this and, and it'll do this or, you know, don't eat this, you know, we need action, but we just don't have um, and and that's what I'm offering is is that and we need those examples where we say oh okay and like you know community building where where is that in the in the in the actual you know ethos of the people people don't understand that right yeah um, and I mean you you're involved in in uh, street ministry is it it's one of the things that we do yeah um, so we you, have a, you've seen that kind of yeah we have how a that works so our the media side of what we do is part of the global vision that we have, but to fulfill the global mission, we get to do it by rebuilding communities around the world. And, mm -hmm. and it's helping break the chains of poverty, the, the chains of purposelessness or feeling like you have no purpose. And, and like my heart is for the junkies and, prostitutes and murderers and killers and druggies and deadbeats and like the dregs of society like I was. Um, the only mm -hmm. difference was I wasn't born into that. I was born into success. So mm -hmm. I know it's, I've been successful on my own, but I also know what it's like to go one minute from having everything in the world seemingly to not having anything, both in my family and then in my personal life. Like I've because I made a lot of bad choices. So it's interesting because I have this extreme comfort level with really, really elite, wealthy people. But then I also have an extreme comfort level with what some consider the dregs of society. I don't see them as any different. Because I know once somebody understands their purpose, everything changes. Once you start stepping into faith and you exercise that muscle of faith, it's amazing to go how quickly things can turn around. It's when you learn to start saying, yeah, the last time I did that, the last time I made that choice, this is the ripple effect that happened, and that took me down a path I didn't want to go. So this time I'm going to say no to that. And by saying no to that, then you get to see, oh, this is what God had for me. So it's like because our flesh or our brains or our desires – always take us somewhere that we probably don't belong. So mm -hmm. yes, to answer your question, street ministry is a big part of what we do, but it's not so much just going out and preaching. Um, you know, our style, like I want people to know about Jesus and what, and, and what he had, what he, what he has done for me. Um, but I'm also not the same guy that's going to throw the, bi the Bible at people's heads either because some people don't have the ears to hear the Bible. And, and it doesn't do any good, and you start throwing Bible words at people, they don't get it. But what we want to do is lead with love and show that you are loved no matter what. No matter what you've done, you are loved. And, and also the understanding that all of those bad things that happen to you or happen for you, or all of those bad things that, that you've hide, you've hidden, those secrets, that shame, that addiction, the abuse, the, the slutting around like I did, all of that stuff can be used for good the minute you give it to God. And that is the mm. message that 
we try to take, but we are in a fortunate situation that we get to do all of that using the media and using our network and using, and then, but we, we, we are, we're very fortunate because we want it, we're driven, we're led to go in the streets, but also use the power of technology and the power of uh, media to help give people an opportunity to step fully into their purpose. And let's face it, if you don't know the media, you won't make it in the new world because technology is taking away more than it's giving back. It's given a lot of information, but it's taking more of who we really are from us at the same time. But at the same time, saying that, we can also use what the enemy intended for good, or I'm sorry, we can also use what the enemy intended for bad for good. Mm-hmm. Because things that, the, that when God, everything God created was good, but it only turned bad when the devil corrupted it, right? When when man mm-hmm. got his broken hands and started ruining the purpose for things, that that's where the disconnect was. Well, we get the same rights with evil too. We can we can use what was intended for evil for good, and that's what we're trying to do with the media. Absolutely, yeah. That's great. So, yeah, and, and it's the it's it's sharing, right? You know, and there's so many amazing things to share. There is. And like what you shared about about making someone feel loved, that's so powerful, right? And but where is that really in our society's understanding of especially those that have, have not been loved and those that have um really suffered you know that's a very powerful thing you know but we're, we're just we're getting junk food but we can get things like that you know absolutely absolutely um man i uh i really enjoyed having you on i love even with the tech difficulties which are frustrating um this was awesome and i love what you're doing and when i put the media kit together i'll make sure um, those of you that are watching right now or listening on the radio or podcast, um, you can go to livemonoworldwide.org and you'll see this interview. Uh, you'll see this transcript. You'll hear the audio, but you'll also be able to find the uh, Indiegogo uh, Art of Community Building dot film series. You'll find the information of the film. You can watch the full clip. I didn't play all of it because um, it was six minutes long, but it's really interesting to watch. And uh, it's powerful content. It's moving content. And the last thing I'd say is that I pray that this film for you, or not for you, but I pray that this film is disruptive enough to make people want to change. I remember, like, a lot, I think a lot of the world is desensitized to traumas and tragedies and what's going on, and no one's willing to fight for anything right now, you know? And, uh, and so, like, with what we're doing with the devil inside me, we want people to feel it. Like, truly, truly feel it in a way that makes them change. Mm-hmm. Amen. What is that noise? That's right. That's, that's the – I'm right beside the mosque. that They have a Muslim prayers on, on loudspeaker. Wow. What is that like? Yeah, that's that wakes me up at 5 a.m., and uh, it's like three times a day, yeah. But it's it's kind of like melodic. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that's I really feel that what you say about about being 
hit. You know, that's how I was saying before. I think people are not there because everything's so censored and everything's so polished and everything's so filtered that we don't, we don't, you know, I can, as I'm looking at your gratitude unfiltered, you know, it's like things aren't hitting us. Right. And I think that's what we need to, we need to do because there was so much in fear, but we need those things that go, wow, like what is life? Let's wake up to life instead of, you know, comfort or whatever. Right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're right. I just, just, I, I don't know if we can change it, but I'm not going to quit trying until I'm dead. You know, cause Amen. I, I want to see us all connect. I want us all together. I'm, you know, a world, a giant cuddle party with the world. I mean, just bring everybody back together. And I wish people would just drop this notion that different is bad. Different is good and different isolates you for a little bit. It's okay. But guess what? One that went out and changed the world, everyone that went out and it has made something happen that has caused a ripple effect of positive change started out as a disruptor. They started out as somebody that was mocked and ridiculed and told they were dumb and stupid. I know because I'm that guy, but I'm not stopping because I believe in what I'm doing. And I know you believe in what you're doing. And that's why I'm such a big supporter of what you're doing with this film. And as I told you before, if you ever get in a situation when you're ready to distribute it, you have a distribution home with me. Like you can use my network. I would be proud to play this. I'd build out a channel for you. I love it. I love it. I, I can't, you know, I, I, I want to help you any way I can. And that's why I wanted you on the show because I believe in what you're doing. And uh, um, guys, those of you that are listening, watching, Go to the link that I that go to the website. Check this link out. Uh, it's it's. This is something I believe that you want to be a part of. So, James, my man, God bless you. Thank you for being here, and I will see you soon. Okay, thank you so much. Really appreciate everything. All right, I'll be sending you the media kit when we're done. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. Bye. All right. That I really enjoyed that. Um, except for I hate tech errors, <laughs> but that's. Every time I broadcast in Africa, it happens. And, you know, one of these little luxuries that we have in the United States of having really great internet, although my internet company's pulled up right now because I'm about to yell at <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, ours, we pay a ridiculous amount of money to not have uh, reliable Wi-Fi. That's ridiculous. But it was better than Africa, so what are you going to do? Uh, and no offense to my African friends at all. I have no control over your Wi-Fi was up to me, I'd give you the best Wi-Fi imaginable, and at the same time, I'd give it to myself. Anyway, thank you for being here. Uh, again, if you want to win one of our Live Mana t-shirts, uh, we are giving them away. Go check out the Devil Inside Me series and just tell us in the comment section what you what your biggest takeaway was, and then you can enter a win. Pretty simple. God bless. Thank you for being here. Bye.